I love folk Christianity. Where else can you find good Christians commit blasphemy and heresy on a regular basis? And this is Hyperborean Radio. I am the Lore Keeper, and with me today, as always, is the Celtic God. Hi, guys! He is he's channeling Old Man Bill. Old Man Bill here, Celtic God, had to step out. He'll be back in just a minute. Well, and Old Bill, of course, knows how to introduce all of our plugs, so I'll <laughs> take it away with him. You make sure, make sure to support these young fellers. Support these young fellers on Patreon. You can go to Patreon and help these young fellers out so that they can do more of, more of what they do. Or you can buy them a book. You, yes, you can buy them a book on, on what's that? The buy website is buy me a coffee. I, w- I would rather have coffee. Coffee's good. Oh, and and, and, and the shirts, the, the, the tea springs, you, you can... You can go to where the, the teas come out of the spring, and you can buy yourself it's your wonderful, fantastic shirts and stickers and cups and all the stuff you can buy. You buy stuff. Thank you, old man Bill. It seems like Celtic God will be back any moment now, but thank you for introducing our plugs. All right. And today we're talking about <laughs> the most popular religion in our lands. It is not Christianity. No, it is not. In fact, plenty of these people who celebrate this religion will even argue with you that Jesus and God and the Bible have nothing to do with their religion. They are, of course, folk Christians. Yes, they are. It, it's just, it blows my mind. And, okay. Earlier we was talking in the, the pre-show warm-up. Mm. A lot of people understand our lore has been messed with. And that it's been messed with by Christianity. However, they these people have a tendency not to understand actual Christianity. What they know is folk Christianity. So then what they end up doing is pulling the folk Christianity. Which quote, is about unquote, 85, 90% pagan. Yeah. Out of the stories... And leaving what's left, which is actually the Christian corruption. That's why I say things like, before you even start, before you start studying our mythology, our lore, our folklore, our customs, read the Bible. Look at the history of the church. This will give you a framework of what Christianity is. That will tell you what to pull off from the folklore and the mythology and whatever else it is that you want to call it. They're going about it completely backwards because, yes, Christianity, real Christianity is bound by that book. The priests, the monks, the the crusaders, they are following real Christianity. But most people wonderfully, thankfully, are folk Christians and actually kind of hate the church. Yes. As as indicated by that one breakfast earlier. Or, or, uh, oh, yeah, we were week. talking to a couple of uh, non-Christian Christians, as yeah. I would say, because neither of them were really Christian, but they were also raised Christian. And, yeah, neither of them liked the church. They were both more than happy when we said, oh, we're not talking about, like, Bob and Martha, who right. were good well, Christians Well, like, when you started married. talking about Christianity did this and Christianity did that, they both kind of tightened up. When I explained to them, no, it's the what we're talking about is not, well, I think you said Bob and Martha that got the good Christians that got married. We're not talking about them. Who we're, what we're talking about is the priests and the church itself, the political mechanization 
of the church. At which point, immediately, the one guy was, who was kind of standoffish, he immediately warmed up. Oh, yeah, they're crooked as a snake's back. And oh, yeah, they start. Leaned right forward and start participating in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Here's the secret. Folk Christians don't <laughs> like Christianity. No. It's actually, it's partly why everybody who's like, well, you see, the Bible's like this, and no Christian, most Christians haven't read the Bible. Right, well, Christianity, it's it's hundreds of thousands of churches of one. Every one of them, or every small group of them, think that they are doing it right. Their church is doing it right. Every other church is wrong. Their family is doing it right. That's why they don't go to church. Everybody else is wrong. I don't go to church. Church is for sinners. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was an amazing line when he said that. Yeah, I stopped going to church because church is for sinners. Well, and there are people that will forswear heaven and hell on their deathbed because they're going where their ancestors are. Yes. And you can find examples of this all over the place, like Davy Jones Locker or Fiddler's Green for the military, because mm-hmm. that's not heaven or hell. That's just going to your army buddies in the afterlife. Yeah, that's that's someplace else completely different. And, and it's... It's amazing, but it is a problem that has leaked into heathenry where people don't actually understand Christianity. They understand what they think Christianity is, but not what it actually is. And now when they try to remove it from the customs, from the from the stories, they end up removing all the pagan elements out of the stories because that's just Christian propaganda and leaving all the Christian stuff. And then they end up becoming puritanical. Well, it's like someone who's trying to butcher a deer and trying to get off with all the good bits, all the edible bits. You know, you can even make the bones for a stock. But someone's been told, oh, the bones, you can't do anything with that. Oh, the skin, you can't do anything with that. Oh, you can't eat the liver. Oh, you can't eat the haunches. And by the end, they have like a few strips of like one of the legs. They end up eating only the tenderloins. Yes. Because the rest of the deer is inedible. Yes. That's kind of what's happening with paganism is people are stripping away all everything good and leaving just what they think is good based on what their perception of the rest of it is yeah they're eating the tenderloins and the uh intestines which even then the intestines are edible but that's that's besides the point that's besides the point well and uh we how we actually got him to ease up and not think we're a bunch of devil worshipers was we actually brought up something that a lot of city people think is satanism but is literally just a way to clean a deer with hunting mm-hmm. because that we People will hang deers up in trees. This upside is down. Upside down. And put their haunches apart with like a stick or something mm-hmm. and then gut them. Right. And these guys were hunters, so they understood actually what it was. And I explained to them, uh, I told them a story about where I'd taken somebody else up north. And there was a city person and there was Christian and they saw all these deer hanging out and they thought it was a community of devil worshipers because some were hung from trees some were hung from what looks to be gallows from his eyes. Others from crosses from his eyes, which was just a way to hang up a singular singular deer, but is technically a cross and because they're all upside down. They're all gutted. They're all uh, they all have their legs separated with sticks. It must be some satanic bullcrap. And these guys then understood. Oh, yeah. Not everything that people think is Satanism is Satanism is well, devil worship. Well, it's like we were actually just talking about this is um, the Harry Potter franchise is based off. Basically, they took what the Christians described the heathens as or the witch cults, as mm-hmm. they often referred to them as, and then just de-demonized it. And that's what they ended up with. Mm-hmm. And everybody, my generation and a lot of other people loved Harry Potter. I mean, it's been ruined since, but whatever. Right. But 
that's that's kind of what happened is they just they took the misconceptions and then just de-demonized them. Mm-hmm. It's not that complicated. People are getting a little like you say, they're working too hard. Yeah. They're working too hard at paganism. It's like people will ask me, well, well they're I, working too hard on one side and not hard enough on the other. Oh, yeah. Well, because they won't look into the stories at all and they'll devalue the pagan stories. They'll devalue the folklore and the customs. So what are they left with? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, they'll be like, well, how do I do Yule? Because I've done Christmas up till now and I have the tree and stuff. What do I do? What do I do? I'm like, well, and oddly thinking that I have to get rid of the tree that we're going to tell them to get, get rid, rid of the tree, tree and, and Santa Claus and all the things that are heathen. All you gotta do is get rid of the Jesus. That's most, it. Most people don't even bother with. A you can even scene. keep the angel on top of your on top of your um, your tree. Just understand this is a Greek god called a genius, a genius or alternatively a slightly off depiction of certain kinds of fae. Well, and s- some of those angels are flat-out fey. Oh, yeah, they have butterfly wings, which is not what fey have, but it's how people think fey look. So. It's the portrayal. It makes sense in paintings. If you have a human and a fey side-by-side, side, say dancing, because there's a lot of old images like that, how do you indicate the one is a fey if it actually looks like a human? Like little dragonfly wings. Yeah, you have to change something on it. So they chose wings. No, they used to do that with the gods. They'd give them like a, a circle right, the, of that stars. Right, light halo thing or the, the halo of stars, the sunbeam behind the head. Well, and that's another thing they took. The halo is actually a pagan thing. It's not yes. even an exclusive to Europe thing. And it's, it's not a ring like, like no, a lot of... No, it's just emanation yes. of light. <sighs> it, most people do folk Christianity, and folk Christianity is like 85 to 90% paganism with like a dash of Christianity. The main thing they did was they introduced Semitic figures and Semitic ideas. And the notion of good and evil. The notion of good and evil, and then they just took how to look at it and went from the wrong angle. They changed the lens through which we look at the stories. And if you don't get rid of the lens, that's how you end up with the frost giants are evil. The giants. The puritanical. In, the puritanical heathens. Christians. Because you well, kept the, pur- the lens. And, and what we're talking about specifically is the puritanical heathens. Oh, yeah. The, they're, they're still Christians. They just don't know it. They're just using different words. Well, it's why you end up with the Valkyries basically being angels. You have Odin being Yahweh. You take Frigg's either Yahweh but female or Mary. And then you have all the angels. All the Valkyrie and other gods are either angels or demons. Yeah. That's how a lot of people end up treating specifically Norse paganism, but you can find similar methods throughout most well, of the Well, it really pagan. helps that the way that the Eddas are laying out, it, is, it really does echo the Holly Bibble. Well, and that's why an, did I call it the Holly Bibble? Because that's how it's spelt. Yep. And it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to it's mispronounce funny. it. It's It's like, like saying giggle. bagel instead of bagel. Yes. <clears throat> but there's, there was something else that was fairly important. Just wait. It's a short train of thought. It will be back around and look like you wanted to say something. No, that's all right. I was just going to say a lot of the things that people think are hyper Christian about Odin, like the creation of the world, the creation of man and woman, a lot of his more, oh, super knowledge God things. They're all told in asides. The the Odin that is in the Eddas and the general myth is actually closer to the broader folkloric Othin. Which I've said before, the way I differentiate between Edic Odin and folkloric lore accurate Othin is with but pronu- just different pronunciations. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Something that a lot of people think is Christian, but it's not. The seven deadly sins. 
the seven cardinal virtues. We're not really going to talk about seven cardinal virtues because those things change like there's all the time. Yeah, we found like well, I found like 12 different versions of the seven cardinal virtues, but the seven deadly sins remain really consistent. Those are not Christian notions. They're not anywhere in the Bible. What they are is they're because if anyone's ever actually read the Ten Commandments, they don't make sense. Not yes. from a hyperborean oh, perspective. I, I can pull that up even, the, the but Ten Commandments. The seven deadly sins are basically an attempt by the church to create a moral framework that works for our people. So they're less commanding, they're more guidelines, and they're more trying to balance out these seven things. And the seven deadly sins, pride, envy, gleed, greed, sloth, wrath lust and gluttony and actually greed should be avarice because they they're not synonyms Mm -hmm. all these synonyms are mostly new speak you can find examples in our folklore and our history where these things completely went off the rails it's a Uh, avarice avarice is um i don't know i don't have the exact definition in front of me i get it but there's new speak in definitions we've we've discovered it but avarice is basically undeserved arrogance so it's different from pride and it's that kind of cruel pride, which is completely undeserved, and the person themselves know it's undeserved. It's it's that meanness that's in that people. meanness that that that's mine, but you're not using it. You don't ever use it. I need it. It's but mine. It's mine. Yeah, that avarice, and it doesn't have to necessarily be about a specific thing either. But <clears throat> I I agree with the notion of the seven deadly sins. However, these are also survival traits. It's when they get out of control. So Wait. it's about it's about the balance. No, I can't say it as well as the discipline. Well, it's partly why the seven cardinal virtues never caught on. Because the seven deadly sins are also positives. It's good to have pride, but it's also bad to have pride in the wrong way. Same with envy, same with greed, same with sloth, same with wrath, lust, gluttony. Because there's laziness and there's rest. Mm-hmm. You don't need the equivalents in the virtue. Rest out of control is sloth. That, that That's basically basically what it is. It's rest out of balance. Well, and if you look at the seven deadly sins, actually, they even write it as either way is too bad. Like gluttony. Gluttony can be not eating enough, and it can be eating too much. Yes. So they don't need the seven virtues. I, I forget the, uh, the author's name, but it's from Dante's Inferno. Or one of the books. Because it there's it was, actually three books. Uh, there's uh, Dante's Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. It's just right. the Inferno's the coolest. So it, it's in remember. one of them. It's not even in the Bible. And the thing is, if you're going to have a religion like Christianity, like uh, Islam, like uh, Judaism, like Hinduism, you are bound by the books that are your religion. Oh, yes. Anything outside of those books are heretical. Most Christians follow don't follow the Christ, uh, don't follow the Bible. They barely know anything about it. They've never actually read the thing. Well, I read the Bible all the time. Every time I go to church, the, the church or the priest says, open the book to Matthew three, three thirty eight, And then we read, no, that's not reading it. Pick it up, read it from front to back. It's a book, read it like a book. If it is strong enough, because I've had them argue, well, the Bible isn't intended to be read that way. Then why the fuck is it a book? Well, and they weren't intended to be read by the, the plebs anyway. Yeah. That's why they were in Latin for the longest time, and there was a freaking war that, and a split as soon as people could read it. Right, and that's why people think 
that the peasantry was illiterate. It's not that the peasantry couldn't read. They couldn't, they couldn't read. read Latin. Well, and a lot of them could read Augaman runes fairly accurately. And here's, here's how much runes are in alphabet, because I know people don't like this, and I, I just want to say this. There is graffiti from the Varingian Guard drawn and carved of runes. It's and the, bear in mind, the Varingian Guard were primarily made of peasantry from the north that went down there specifically to make money. And it, it, and it is graffiti, because it's just, they carved it into various things. It was the equivalent of carving, you know, like, a, James was here into the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, this, we're not we're not that different from what we've always been. We're just kind of twisted. The toys have changed. The toys have changed, and we've been twisted. Right. Well, well we've been poisoned. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what it is that we're trying to do is help people identify the fact that we've, we've been injured and poisoned, and now we're trying to heal. Uh, well, it's like the Yahweh-shaped hole that we talk about all the time. The wound. You, yeah, it's a wound. You don't stuff the wound to heal it. You remove the thing causing the wound and allow it to close up and heal on its own. And it requires time and it requires not picking at it and so many other things. And it, it's, uh, it's one of the most important things is there, none of our gods are like Yahweh. Mm-hmm. The Dogda is not like Yahweh. Othan is not like Yahweh. Perun is not like Yahweh. Zeus is not like Yahweh. There is no God like Yahweh. And Yahweh isn't even like Yahweh for most people. Yeah. He's, too, he's amorphous. Because, like we said, you talk to 100 people, you get 100 different Yahwehs. Mm-hmm. Or Elohims or Jehovah's or whatever names in fashion. So I've actually had more success talking to Christians about Hyperborean ethnic faith. And that's actually what I'll call it. Now, I even explained to them it's a bad name because it, it's not actually accurate. But we, it has to be called something. <clears throat> to which, usually, the only question I get is, what does Hyperborean mean? And I tell them, it just means people beyond the north wind. People, or of, people the snow of the north and ice. wind. The northern dawn, the, the woods. The people of the northern forest. And they just like, oh, 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 I right, get it. Right, because Hyperborean can actually mean all of those things. You you type in a translation, you're going to get, I think it's... Uh, uh, people of the north, people of the north wind. Right. There's a few uh, different ones. People of Hyperborea. it can actually be translated many, many ways. Because it just means the people of the north, which is us. Yep. Okay, so I explain that to them. And then I start talking about like nobility versus ignoble strength courage wisdom these are our virtues once once i get past that hurdle usually they're pretty open to listening and they're like well what about christianity i'm like christianity is the worst thing that happened to our people it's because of the the politics and it's a political mechanization is a political tool is a political weapon i've never really had anybody argue with me about it they know that the church is corrupt. They know it's political. They, they know it doesn't care about They the are people. exempt to it because they are trying to be good people. Well, it's people get angry when they're called not Christian because when you attack the church, you have to be careful not to include the average Christian. Right. You have to make sure that they understand you aren't talking about them or their friends or their family that, that are Christian. You're talking about the political entity of the church. And then they will actually help dogpile it because oh. they're perfectly aware of all the corruption. Well, and there's Christians that have never heard of Jesus Christ. Like you go out into the freaking wilderness of Russia, you'll meet people that call themselves Christians. You're like, oh, you believe in Jesus Christ? Who? Who? Yeah. They, they have no idea. Well, it's because they're folk Christians. They're yeah. not Christians. This is what they're hearing. 
you are a good person. If you're, if you say, oh, you're a Christian to hear, you're a good person. If you hear Christian, uh, if you say Christianity is bad, they hear you are a bad person. So you have to be careful of that when, when talking to these people and be like, no, I understand the Christians, they're, they're trying, the Christians are for the most part good. You know that there's bad Christians. It's the church that is bad. And they have warped our people the, politically because you can even equate it to the Republicans and Democrats if you have to, if you're in America, or pick, pick your political parties of your country. And they will begin to understand. And then you can explain to them slowly everything that they love about Christianity is actually heathen as fuck. You like Christmas? Well, I'm not going to take Christmas away from you. You can still celebrate that because we celebrate it on that day because that's when our friends and families and we get get off work. But it's Yule and it's an entire season and it lasts most of December into January. Well, the 12 days of Christmas. You're giving them stuff. You're not taking it away. Yeah, and I laugh at the 12 days of Christmas because Christians sometimes have been... Oh yeah, I get it. The twelve days of Christmas. I'm like <laughs> the twelve only twelve days. The twelve days of Christmas was the medieval compromise. Yes, because it used to be much longer, and then they had the twelve days, and then we almost lost Yule completely if it wasn't for Charles Dickens, who yes. wrote a Christmas Carol, which is again part of folk Christianity. Yes, because nothing in that had or, Christian. Or what's that one? Rappers. That one black and white movie where with every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, is it? It's not a Christmas story. Jimmy something or other. It's is, a wonderful life. Yeah, there you go. They actually believe, uh, there's a lot of them, honestly believe this, and they think it's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible anywhere. Oh, dude, some people Nowhere. Will, like, you've told me, like, people will, uh, is it Left Behind? Is that the franchise? Yes. They say, oh, don't read the Bible. Read Left Behind. Yeah, the Bible has nothing to do with Christianity. Read Left Behind. That'll teach you everything that you need. That is folk Christianity. So many Christians have talked about uh, and they do it all the time. They talk about uh, re- uh, not resurrection. That's what they actually have. Uh, reincarnation. They'll talk about reincarnation. And my grandfather came back and he's reincarnated into his grandson. Reincarnation is not part of Christianity. They have resurrection. What Christ- uh, In actual Christianity, you are born, you live, you die. You wait to be resurrected. You have the one life. You don't go to heaven when you die. You are waiting in your corpse until Oily Josh comes and resurrects you if you're worthy. Otherwise, he leaves you in your corpse. Yep. It's a fairly And there's only going to be 6,500 people resurrected according to the Bible. And specifically, I think it's a specific tribe of Jews, is which is why everyone wants Jews. to be the Jews. Jews. Yeah, that's why everybody's fighting over being, being the lost tribe of Jews, because that's what it is. It's the lost tribe of Jews. But only 6,500 of them are going to be resurrected. Everybody else gets to rot in the ground forever and ever and ever. Forever. And that actually brings us to how most people view heaven. It is the meadow of the ancestors. Yeah, they describe the meadow of the ancestors. According to the Bible, what heaven is, is you have the three thrones up front in a field of white. So a void. Except for instead of being a black void, it's a white void. On these three thrones are the Holy Ghost, God, and to his right, Oily Josh. And then everyone, all of their followers that got to go to heaven, sing holy, 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 forever and ever and ever. Amen. Pretty much. That is the actual description of heaven 
in the Holly Bibble. That sounds like a special kind of H-E-W hockle sticks to me. It, which that place doesn't exist yet. Most Christians think that hell exists. Hell doesn't exist yet, according to the Bible. It won't exist until after Oily Josh comes back to Earth. And then it still won't exist until a thousand years after that. Well, and if you look into like the history of various things, you can see where these things have just been blended. Because like hell with one L or two L's is actually just the realm of the goddess hell. Yeah. Who has had flitting matches, apparently, with the devil. Yes. Or uh, there's that old English saying, Christ is mighty, but weird is mightier. Yes. So people forget that for the longest time, Christianity didn't crush the other gods because they never would have succeeded. Mm -hmm. They wormed their way in and took prominence. And that's how folk Christianity came about. Well, according to the according to most Christians, if you talk to them, the devil's in hell and then he tempts us with sin and so on and so forth. Right. He is the source of all evil. Except for the um, no, he's in heaven right next to their God. And that's if you let the Christians take certain figures from the Old Testament and make them the devil yes. when they weren't originally. The devil is an invention for political purposes, and they, they took a bunch of our gods and spirits and they jammed them into one figure. Well, uh, in, the, in the Holly Bible, they didn't take ours. That's in folk Christianity. They took ours and jammed them into, into one figure, which called the devil or Satan or... Uh, Lucifer Morningstar. Lucifer Morningstar. Which is straight up a Roman god. And what they did was they took Lucifer Morningstar and then warped him into the shape of many of the horn gods and the, the wild gods. So his temperament is mostly Lucifer, mostly for the most part, Lucifer Morningstar, a Roman deity. Which was, And it makes sense if you realize where Christianity came up and through. But then they warped his, uh, not his persona. His, his physical being into the horned gods and the wild gods. And then they twisted twisted that even just a little bit further to create what people think of as the devil. Oh, yes. Well, and as you as he goes across, you have gods like Wotan. You have gods like Othan. You have gods like Thor and Velez and Velnius and on and on and on. Pan. But just you got to love that hell had a flitting contest with the devil. And one. And yeah, and one. Kicking her, kicking him out of her realm. Oh, yeah. So according to English lore, the devil ain't in hell. Hell kicked him out. She's like, this is my place. Well, and the thing is, is according to the Bible, hell doesn't even exist yet. Like the place of punishment and does, does not exist yet. Purgatory is empty, which means all the souls are waiting in their rotting corpses. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. It? And hell doesn't exist yet because the, the lake of fire happens in Revelations. Oh, yes. It doesn't show up until Revelations, which was the winner of a writing contest, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Three th what, what, what's the year? 331 CE? Uh, they were trying to give it an ending, and then they basically had a writing contest. Some guy won. They tried to claim he had an ecstatic vision or whatever. And the devil still isn't in Revelations. No. The, the beast, the, the, the false Christ or whatever is. The dragon. Yeah, it's... it's the dragon the, from the Red Army, and you got the four horsemen. And upon the pale horse rode death. Well, and the four horsemen are straight up torn from paganism. Oh, yeah, they're, pagan they're actually pagan deities. Well, and it was... And, and it's even admitted by Christian theologists. Oh, yeah. They are pagan deities. 
Oh yeah, they they actually, if you dig into the lore, some of them bear a striking resemblance to some of the war gods that aren't Ares, but they kind of hang around Ares. Mm-hmm. And then you have they, they give us lists like the seven deadly sins, the seven cardinal virtues. Give you lists like the ten commandments, which nobody really pays any attention to because it, it's ridiculous. You shall not um, cover thy neighbor's goat. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the, there's all kinds of weird ones. So with folk Christians, they're actually closer to paganism, but they're using the wrong lens. Which is the bulk of it, which is why I always tell people, like when someone asks, well, what, how do I make Halloween more pagan? Well, you don't even have to pull anything out of Halloween. All you have to do is just do it and do it more. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. it a little bit longer. The, this urge that you have uh, somewhere between early and mid-October to start doing Halloween stuff, listen to it. The that, season is telling you when it's happening. Those That feeling that you have, like, oh, my goodness, I can feel Halloween coming. It's a legit thing. You can feel Halloween coming. I be, I've even mentioned it kind of as a, as a field test with non-heathens. I'm like, man, you can just feel Halloween coming. It's like today, not yesterday, but today. And they're like, oh, you're right. Well, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Today just feels special. Well, we even were talking about that because it was, I think, the 13th or the 14th. We were like, oh, yeah, today feels like it's Halloween. Yeah, and when we was talking about it, when I went in, I started mentioning it. Men- I mentioned it to non-Hyperboreans, and I mentioned it to Hyperboreans. All the Hyperboreans was like, yes, I can just feel something in, in the air today. All the non-Hyperboreans were like, you're crazy. What are you, what are you talking about? You, we can actually feel it in the air, same as if a holiday is celebrated at the wrong time. Oh, it just it doesn't feel like the holiday. It felt like it should have been last week or it doesn't feel like it's quite there yet. Well, there's years where Christmas should have happened. Well, not Christmas, but the peak of Yuletide should have happened like a week earlier. And there's others where it shouldn't happen until a week later. And there's some when it's just Well, in the one year, right. it was like almost two weeks off. Almost two weeks off. And one year, it was just right. Like it was the perfect day. Mm-hmm. I understand going by the Gregorian cal- calendar in today's world. But you're not crazy when you're like, man, I can just feel the holiday. You're not insane. Well, it's like Easter. If it, if there's no flowers out and it's supposed to be Easter, it's not Easter. Yeah. It, it There's no new life. It's too early. Here's the thing is like Yule and and it's by temperature. You can't go by latitude lines because North America and, and Europe have two completely different. It's admitted Europe is warmer than North America on the same latitude lines. Like, New England is further south than England, but it's actually colder. Yeah. In New England. In New England, yeah. Yeah, in New England it's colder, even though it is further south than England itself. And it's because of the, what, what are those called, the jet streams? It, it's the, the, it's the water currents. currents. It's the water currents, anyways. And the water currents carry warm water from the south up to the north into Europe. America doesn't have that. We have cold water swept towards us, and then the wind comes across the cold water. Brr, chilly. So you can't go by a latitude line. So what do you go by? If I can't go by latitude lines and I can't go by the calendar, what do I go by? Go by the trees. Go by the animals. Well, that's actually how people used to be able to tell when to harvest. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Some people will try to tell people, oh, you got to talk to the priest. The priest will tell you when to plant. That is their job. They tell everyone what to do. Yeah. That's how famines happen. Yeah. Every time. Go ahead. Feel free to look. Every time. It's government. 
and it's happening now, government or the priest, which at one point there was absolutely no difference between the church and the government. Which is why it's a political entity. Now, look at what's happening with the food supply currently and the government's involvement with that. And watch what's happening with all the, the, the food the food production industry is being destroyed and they've, they've told farmers not to plant. They've told farmers to kill their, their livestock. They've told, they've paid farmers to not plant. They've told farmers to, well, don't plant. I don't know. Turnips plant soybeans and they're getting involved too much. And the food, the, the, the food, um, not cycle the, the supply. Yeah. It's crumbling. Well, it is crumbling before our very eyes, and everybody knows it. Like in my home home state, they have just fields of corn and fields of soy. We are some of the best agricultural land in the world. We could be growing enough food to feed and like corn several is not state. food. Corn is not food. It's not even fuel. It is a wasted crop. So is soy. Cows and deer, which are designed... Uh, spe- specifically cows, because they have the multiple chambers to their stomach. They don't have four stomachs. They have multiple chambers to their stomach. But they are specifically designed to digest plant matter. When they cannot digest corn, corn is not food. No, they actually have to reach in through a hole they drilled into the stomach and pull it out. Yes. And that's why they actually have to feed them so many antibiotics is because it's to kill their own stomach bacteria, which get out of control because they eat the corn. Yeah. It, it, food, uh, corn is an industrial product uh, you could argue popcorn but now you're stretching and reaching for technicalities because as soon as you got what's the thing I say about when somebody says well technically there's bullshit flying out of their mouth right behind it pretty much and, and they've tried feeding the peasantry popcorn oh well we shall save so much money we shall grow corn, and the peasantry can eat popcorn because they can actually digest popcorn. You know, after they caused a famine with actual corn. And they're like, oh, well, people can't eat corn. Why should we grow this? Ah, but popcorn, they can. And they tried feeding the peasantry just popcorn, and guess what happened? A lot of motherfuckers starved to death well, with and, their bellies full of popcorn. Well, and putting this on Christianity is correct, but people need to understand that the origins of Christianity are the corrupt political elite of the Greco-Roman ruling class. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so corrupt. That's why it always tries to keep the actual peasantry from actually getting any rights. Like, if they can convince you you're free, but never have to make you free, like they're kind of doing now, Mm -hmm. then they're going to have... And if you think that you're free, quit working. Quit working, run out into the woods. Find out how quickly you're not free. Yes. Uh, Well, and... The thing is, is there was mechanizations even before Christianity. The, Rome was, was trying it with, uh, what the hell is that one? The movement? Sol Invictus. Yes. Uh, there was like Platonism. There, and here's the thing is there was already in some areas because of chimeras and blending, there was a Greco-Judaism developing, which is one of the possible origins for Christianity. And really, I think what they did was uh, somebody finally got smart. And they're like, we need to get control of these people. Because we need control for some reason. And then they went around and they found among between Rome and Greece and, and even other areas and said, ah, these are the things that work and that we can get people to get behind this so that we can actually control them. And then they mushed them all together and then we end up with Christianity. Well, and they're doing it now. 
Because mm-hmm. that's what's well, happening. And they're doing it again. Oh, they're doing it again. They always do it over and over again. That's what the communism was. That's what this whole stuff happening in the West right now is, in America and the Western Europe, is the creation of a new religion. You can see it. The mm-hmm. original sin, the, the requirements, the zealots. And here's the thing. Zealots are not a good thing. There's too many zealots in every religion right now. Mm -hmm. And zealots are not true believers. They are people that wish they were true believers. Mm -hmm. And this is what's happening now. If we're not careful, it's going to become a new religion. And it's going to be even worse than the ones that came before. Yeah. Well, and as far as uh, folk Christianity goes, I'm going to do a hard, ugly segue. So hold on. This is going to be bumpy. Yanking it back to hardcore folk Christianity, which is actually paganism. Look at all these stories that they claim are Christian stories. Uh, the the wardrobe, which is which is the lion, wi- the witch, and the wardrobe. Thank you. Uh, no, the story with Narnia. You got um, um, Dante's Inferno. Even Her- the Harry Potter. I've heard Christians argue all the Christian influence on Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, oh. Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is where a lot of the modern idea of the devil comes from. And it wrote him as an anti-hero. Yeah. But, um, like, as as you've returned, I guess. I, I don't know how to describe it. But uh, on your path through paganism, to sound all snooty, because I can't think of another way of saying it, uh, but as you've progressed and you've healed, I've, I've recently I've been having you watch movies, some of them that you've watched before. And they are completely different movies than the first time that you watched them. Or like uh, in Harry Potter, the first one. You see now why I thought it was a pagan movie that was slightly Christianized. And it it was specifically a story about Celtic paganism. Well, because it uses a lot of Celtic pagan references and elements. It's set in a Celtic land, England. And then on top of that, Hagrid is a straight-up one-for-one of the Dogda for many, both how he looks, how he acts. In that, straight, in that first scene. In that first scene. Not, not him delivering the baby, but the one where he breaks down the door of the Dursleys, and he's like, he's just this huge beast of a man. They're all scared, and he's just like, oh, sorry about that. Picks up the door, puts it back. Uh, and he, he delivers punishment, reward. Everything, all in a single scene. Well, and he also establishes that he is genius-level intellect and actually a very powerful wizard. More powerful wizard than the other wizards because most people don't notice he started a fire. He didn't use a wand. He did use magic. He didn't use a wand, and he didn't use an incantation. He just did it. Well, and in Celtic paganism, calling the Dogda a wizard is an insult. He's more than that. Calling the Morrigan a witch is an insult. She's more than that. Yes, or sorceress or a wizard. These are insults because they're more powerful than that. They just do it. They don't need magic. They are magic. And it's partly one of the reasons I get so... Because Celtic paganism... Celtic paganism is absolutely fascinating. It has so many wonderful deities in it. And then people gloss over it. And I, I'll, I'll get into arguments with Wiccans who talk about, well, I'm fine with just the mother goddess Bridget. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Ma- well, you see, that's your opinion. No, 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 dear crazy person. That's your opinion. This is based off from not just lore and not nitpicked lore, specifically picked lore. No. The broad spectrum of lore and customs and historical context. What 
I am presenting is not opinion. What you are saying with the Trinity Bridget is opinion. Oh, claiming matcha, bave, and the Morgan are the same goddess is opinion. I mean, when you can go to a government site that's uh, an Irish government site that's talking about the historic folklore and, and paganism, and it's written by Christians, and they're like, traditionally, it is this. These are three sisters. However, in modern, in modern uh, heathen practices, they view them as being the same, and that's fine. They're giving you what the actual thing is, and people will gloss over the actual thing to go to uh, verifying their opinion. Well, and here's something I got to say. In Christianity, folk Christianity specifically, Yahweh is Yahweh, Jesus, and the Virgin Mary are whatever you want them to be. They're a little bit more specific with the saints, but those three figures are whatever they want them to be. And the reason is, oh, also the devil. I'll throw that one in. Mm-hmm. The four Christian figures that are whatever you want them to be are God, Mary, Jesus, and the devil. It's because those were the figures that were put on the most different deities and spirits and heroes so depending on where you were, you had a completely different idea. So if they tried to maintain a rigidity, they can't use them to cover them up. I mean, I've talked to pagans who, before they went pagan, they had visions of an apparition of a woman. They thought of them as Mary. But then after they dug into paganism and I talked with them, they're like, oh, it's Hala. And the thing is, Hala was disguised under Mary, multiple Marys. Right. To the point where the word Mary, Madonna, well, and, and Hala Our Lady. is just an example because sometimes it's Faye, sometimes it's a different goddess. But yes, they had a vision of Mary, but it was some, it was something else. Well, like there's people that point out that Our Lady of Lords is in, who is a, a version of Mary that is presides over a healing well that mm-hmm. actually has documented cases of healing. That is the same region a goddess associated with healing wells, Nana Svelta is from it could be a goddess like Nanisfelta, but it certainly isn't mary because mary doesn't do that pretty much if it was a female deity that people wouldn't give up they would just slap mary on it oh yeah and half the time they still depict the goddess all they do is put a veil over her head and say it's mary yes it's the, the same thing with god they will take ideas of what the god is from the area and make that god same with jesus same with the devil some and I'm going to call them real Christians, the ones that actually know the religion. You ask them what heaven is, you're going to get a really consistent answer about what heaven is. Folk Christians, on the other hand, have a tendency to describe the meadow of the ancestors or a grand hall or they describe anything but heaven. And what it is is it's the folk customs continued. They just changed the names and they changed the understanding. This is part Even of the this issue. mansion. Like some people bring up the mansion with many rooms, and that's heaven. That's a hall. That's a hall, and it's not even in the Bible. Like another, a good example of the repaganification is Swedenborgianism, which is the version of Christianity that Johnny Appleseed followed. It had spirit worlds. It had God halls. They were just the halls of angels instead. And I think what it was was a very Christian man was because vis- he claims he was visited by an angel. I think he was probably, if he was telling the truth, he was probably visited by a spirit, thought it was an angel, and then went with that information from a Christian lens. Mm -hmm. And I think this happens a lot where someone will see a spirit or a deity and think it's a Christian figure because they're using the Christian lens. And then 
this is where the issue comes in where the people who fr- come from folk Christianity into paganism is they think that the pagan gods are just like the Christian god where it's whatever you want. There to is be. no one for one. There is no it's just whatever you want it to be. It doesn't work that way. Well, and I was even saying this before we started. All the love gods from every different tribe, all the different love gods, none of them are the same kind of love. Just like if you live your life, you might have many lovers. And they will each love you in a different way from the others. And the same, you will love each of them in a different way than you loved the ones before. Right. Well, and then there's many different kinds of love besides that. Because if you have a dog, you love your dog. If you have children, you love your children. That doesn't mean that you want to fuck your dog or your children. At least I hope not. I hope to the gods that that's the case. (laughs) Don't do that. But you love them. You love your mother, you love your father, you love your siblings, you love your friends. There are many different kinds of love. So if you have a goddess of love or a god of love, it's not an umbrella blanket. No, and there is a specific type. And so like we we've been differentiating. Thor is not a god of strength. He is a god of the strong. So, the same applies to gods of love. And there is no such thing as a goddess, by the way. Well, there is, but there are female gods that are now called goddess because of a quirk of the language. Yes. Which the thing is, is the language is something that the church has always attacked because the more they can conflate and contort the language, the harder it is for people to communicate. And that's coming to fruition right now where like love is exclusive to sex. It's like you can't be friends anymore without being lovers. Netflix and chill when it originally started was literally sitting down watching Netflix and relaxing and relaxing. And then somehow it turned into fucking. Here's the thing is Christianity used to go the route of trying to control sex by making people more chaste, but they also want, you know, quantity over quality. So that kind of reversed at some point. They're like, you don't get, you can't have sex till marriage, but then you have to have as many babies as possible. Yeah. And now in the modern day, what they're doing is they're freeing up sex to the point where it's going to turn into probably at some point like a Brave New World where you can't refuse sex. If someone propositions you in Brave New World, you have to have sex. It is required. And or you it's a crime. Or, and you can't get pregnant. So there's just like a ludicrous amount of contraceptives that people wear. That's what it's going to turn into maybe minus the contraceptives. And the reason being is because people are easier to control. You give them more sexual freedom while you take the other freedoms away. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty consistent tactic. And yeah, there's, I don't even know how to word what I'm trying to say because, but like with the love, for instance, a God of love, it's not an umbrella term. Is he a God of the love of friendship? Is he a God of the affection for a pet? Is he a God of just simple affection? Is he a god of the love be- that a man has for his wife? Is it a uh, a god of the love of that a man has for his child? There are many types of love. Well, like Angus. Angus is not a blanket god of love. He is a god of that passionate, youthful love, specifically for young men. Right. And, and so, really, he's not even a god of that kind of love. He is a god of young men that have that love. The, the young romantic, the yes. Romeos. Yes, he is not a god of like romantic love. He is a god of young men in romantic love. Which There's is, a, it's, a slight di- or it's a slight difference in wording, but it's a massive difference in meaning. Well, and actually it's, 
it's what this it's actually how the uh, folk Christianity does the saints because the there's not a patron saint of book binding but there's a patron saint of book binders yes the patron saint is the person who does the thing not the thing itself yes and that's kind of how like Thor God of strong not the God of strength but the God of those who are strong the strong and why the difference because strength is just a measurement it's I can lift this thing there are certain elements of culture requirements that come with being the god of the strong you protect the vulnerable you defend your people there are different physical manifestations that's why i always argue thor should look like a strong man because that's how he's actually described in the lore a big red bearded strong man gloves and and power lifting belt and all oh yeah that's actually something i've brought up is the strong men actually are do are wearing thor's gear they have the gloves and they have the belt and then you have like lou he is the god of youthful males who, but it's the vigor, the vigorous youthful males who also strive to be viewed as, uh, be taken seriously. Thus the poetry. Baldur's it's bad poetry. How many young men? Oh, it's actually a stereotype. Oh my gosh, this sounds like it was written by an angsty teen who yes. really thought it was deep. Like everybody's had that where they wrote like their really terrible poetry and they were like, this is really good when they're teenagers. And then like 10 years later, they read it like, oh, dear gods, I thought this was good. Yeah. Was I brain damaged? I think so. <laughs> well, and I, I, we, all of us males have done this. And if you haven't, screw you. We're not talking about you. Um, and you're probably lying to yourself um, <laughs> because so far as I know, all males have done it because we fall into that romantic love and. Therefore, we try to do the romantic love stereotypes. But, yeah, he, Lou is the god of these vigorous young men who want to be taken seriously and, and, and love and all this other good stuff. And you got Angus Og and Baldur is the golden child. Yeah, you don't have a god of knowledge. You have a god of knowledgeable, knowledgeable people. Well, and I am adamant there are no... There might be gods that excel at these things, mm -hmm. but there are no gods specifically of wisdom or of magic because all the gods are wise. How else are they supposed to be gods? All the gods can use magic because it kind of comes with the territory of being a god. So being a specific god of either ones, like some people will try to claim some of the gods are gods of shamanism. That's nonsensical. First of all, there's no such thing as shamans in Europe. Number two, shamans are specifically people in their region with their people that do this, who are the intermediaries between the gods and the people. They're priests. Yes. We don't have that. And why would a god be a shaman? That's completely ridiculous. Mm. What, what is he? What is he doing? And it's this Christian understanding because they're trying to take these, this folk Christian understanding. They're going one of two ways. They're either using the folk Christian lens, so they're still using Christian thinking just with pagan stories, or they're going the opposite direction where they peel all the folk Christianity out and they accidentally end up even more Christian just with pagan names. Yes. So it's something to be careful of. And be careful who you're listening to. Like, watch. Watch them. Listen. Actually, listen to them. What are they saying? Like, what are we saying? Actually, listen and decide for yourself. What are they saying? Are they aware or trying to be aware of if they have these lenses? Do they understand the words that they are using? Like we do definitions every now and then on, on Telegram. I'll, people are using this word. 
This is the actual definition. Don't let people misuse the word. The reason for that is people will twist the words, redefine them to mean, well, I mean. Yeah, don't let new speak happen. Start working towards old speak. Yes. You know, we need a lot more people pulling in an ego Montoya. Right. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Uh, right. It's like, um, well, you see, I like to, I know I'm saying car, but that's what I like to call my spaghetti. And you need to respect the fact that I call spaghetti a car. Uh, I mean, it's just the more, it's the less obvious version of you have to expect, uh, respect my gender identity as a half cardinal, half cat. Well, that, mm, how many academic arguments have we been in when they're like, yes, I know that's what the word means, but that's not how I'm using it. Use the word right. I am going to take you at face value. If you're using this word, that is what you mean. Oh, yeah. No more. And, and in the end, it turns out that I'm right. They do actually mean the word that they're using. They're just trying to save face. Yeah, they're trying to save face and backpedaling. Well, you see, that's not what I actually mean by by the uh, peeing. I don't do that. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're just trying to save face. And it happens a lot. And it happens when people are trying to say technically or backtracking. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, I'm a scholar of... I know I talk about and lore a lot, but you see, I'm actually a Oh, great. Well, you see, I'm not actually a scholar of history. I'm a scholar of cultural anthropology. Yeah. And, and they just keep shifting. They shift they the goalposts. Yeah, they're shifting the goalpost. And, and do not let them do that. It's not that they can't change their opinions, but make them explain that they changed their opinion and why they changed their opinion. Don't just take people's opinions. We, we might lose them again, but there was one show we lost, what, 100? And our podcast just tanked afterwards because I explained we're not offering opinions. When we do offer opinions, we try to make it blatantly clear that we're offering opinions. This is just our opinion. But we don't offer opinions. We use lore. We use folklore because apparently there's a difference, but in reality, there's not. We use historical context. We use local customs of the various areas. We are presenting all these things glued together. It's not an opinion. And we present that. And the fact that we, that we do this and we can back up what we're saying, there are people that get just pissed and they just, they just bail. They're like, It doesn't matter how ridiculous the thing is. They're, what they're trying to do is rationalize. And if you offer them something substantial, but it, it undoes the silly thing that they want to do. And they it's not that you're saying that they can't do the silly thing. They just have to admit that's the silly thing that they like to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But they get so fucking angry when you're like, no, that's not actually a thing. You can still do that, but understand you're just doing that because you like that because this is the real thing. Yes. And on that topic, I'm going to make a slightly hard segue. Folk Christianity is basically off-brand paganism mm -hmm. because here's the thing. Actual Christianity is bound by that book. They can say, Christ well, I do Christianity correctly. 
the churches of one. There are many of them. Mm-hmm. But actual Christianity, most people don't like it. And the ones that get closest are ones like the Jehovah's Witness that nobody likes. Even Jehovah's Witness don't like Jehovah's Witness. Oh, yes. They are the most unfun group next to the Puritans. They're extremely unhappy. The Puritans were good Christians. The Jehovah's Witness are, they're okay Christians. Most of the other Christians are folk Christians, even the Catholic Church. Except for the Catholic Church knows that's folk Christianity, and they're using it to twist people. Well, it's actually something that you've run into a lot of people that went into seminary school. They left because they realized what it was. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the things they learned in there was, like, I've brought this up when you start looking into Christian customs of how the masses are laid out or how the prayer system is laid out. It literally is designed to get you high. Yes. And manufacture a religious experience. I mean, it's a pseudo-natural high, but it is designed to give you a manufactured religious experience. Precisely. Because you go to, say, this Orthodox church in Greece that's well-known. They will have you focus on an idol, and they will do this breathing method. And what it does, if you pay attention you know what it does, it is starving your brain of oxygen, and then it is flooding the brain with oxygen. It is creating a high, and then focusing on the idol and focusing your mental state there will cause a minor religious experience. It is manufactured. Same with... Well, and it becomes stronger with a full church, everybody doing the same thing, potentially singing hymns at the same time with sage. Because sage will get you high. Yeah. Adds and that, and uh, the light coming through the, uh, the stained glass windows. The so it's idols, the environment. All, the, all the weird psychedelic imagery. And then everybody singing at once because when you sing these hymns, you sing these choir practices... Especially because some of them are actually straight up ripped off heathen songs. Like, what child is this? Mm-hmm. That is ripped off Green Sleeves, which is a pagan song, but it was sung without lyrics. Yes. But they create a... Everyone's heartbeat starts beating in sync, which creates a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. It is literally a brainwashing method. And this is why I'm so adamantly against getting high for religious experience in paganism. I don't care if people want to get high. Don't claim it's spiritual. If you need to manufacture a religious experience, it's not real. If you need to get high to travel in spirit, it's not real. If you need to get high to see your gods, it's not real. It is You are taking drugs to get where you want, not to get what actually is there. And the thing is, just be honest about it, because we're not Puritans. I don't care if you do drugs. Don't let One, don't let the drugs control you, because letting anything control you is, is not good. But just be honest about it. If you like getting high, just get high and be honest with yourself and everybody else and be like, yeah, I just like to get high. Well, and there's a lot of old school liquors and booze, and they're associated with holidays that are really strong. Like old school European wine will get you drunk really Mm -hmm. quick. Not this watered down bullshit. Same with old school beer used to be made with Groot, some of which were hallucinogenic herbs. Well, and my my thing with the, the whole getting high and then not letting control you is the same thing with drinking. You can drink. There's nothing wrong with, with imbibing drink. The problem becomes when you lose control. So getting drunk. Uh, same with tobacco. There's nothing wrong with smoking a stogie or a few cigarettes every now and then or even every day. But once you're at the point where you're digging the cigarette butts out of the gas station cigarette ashtray. You have a problem. Yes. 
don't get to the don't get to that point. Be quite simple with anything. Yeah, with anything. I mean, there's people that hoard pets. There's people that hoard animals. It's the fact that we're so off balance, which is what our natural ethnic faith actually does. Is it brings us balance? That's why Seek the, the b- balance. The, there we go. That's the, the that's discipline. Accent. You need to discipline need to get to balance. And that's why the seven deadly sins took off is it's a message of balance. Yes. And it's a guidelines because our people don't like being told what to do. That's why commandments don't work, because trying to give us mm-hmm. commands is not a good idea. We don't like being told what to do. Right. Well, and on that note, we we we're right there. So uh, this is an excellent second or third intro to this concept, I guess. I don't know. We're, we're going to keep talking about all the stuff that we talk about. Um, but yeah. I'm out. See you guys next week. Well, and I'll just say, don't try to argue with people over Christianity because most people aren't listening. But if you're looking at paganism or if you're talking to people who are Christian, remember, almost everything in folk Christianity is ripped off of paganism. Just peel out the desert sand and shift your lens back to how we actually are. And watch out because they do have ways of trying to rope you back in. The Eddas were written specifically to create a cycle back to Christianity. If you read them, you'll notice. Lord Keeper out. Mm-hmm.